Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk about something that I call the tomorrow syndrome. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's when we decide that we are going to start doing something, whether it's exercise or eating better or moving or sleeping or stopping smoking or stopping drinking or reducing things. And the next day, we have all the great intentions to do so and we don't do it. So then once again, we say, I'll do it tomorrow. And the next day we don't do it. And the next day we don't do it. And this is true for every one of us, me included. We do this in many different ways. And all of a sudden it's, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It's a week and it's a month and it's a year and even a decade. And so we have a conversation about it and uh, some ways to maybe think about how we can do better with it. And we set some commitments on this call. We also talk about some other topics, a little about, a little bit about training and a little bit about um, some heart rate training, a little bit about supplements. We talk about the new Pfizer vaccine and whether or not uh, we, would, we would do it, uh, and a few other topics. Enjoy. Jim, it's Vince. Hey, Vince. How you doing? How are you? I'm, I'm great. Every, every week, I'm like, oh, it's another week I haven't been able to join. So I'm, I'm happy to finally be able to, to come listen in. It's all good, man. What do you want to What do you want to talk about? Huh? What I, was, I got I was something. To, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead first. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, I was hoping to see what everyone else was wanted to talk about. Yeah, I uh, I would like to talk about a topic called the what I call the tomorrow syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess what that is? Yep, million percent. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. And, um, and then tomorrow comes and I don't do it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And and then the next day comes and I don't do it. And the next day comes and I don't do it. Hey, Shruti. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good. Vince and I were talking about what I like to call the tomorrow syndrome. (laughs) Are you familiar with that? Totally. <laughs> Every one of us is familiar with it. And um, it's a challenge, right? Because usually for me, it, it presents in food consumption. Um, I've made enough changes to my life personally to make exercise a component of my life every day, no matter what, even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's doing some strength or sit-ups or push-ups or something before bed or in the morning, anything just to get something in. And I try and have a 15, 15 minute minimum for something. Right. And I just manage my schedule for some people. The tomorrow syndrome comes from, I'll start tomorrow, exercise tomorrow. Um, and, or sleep. I'll, I want to sleep seven hours a night at least. Right. And I've been really good with my sleep lately. I've been getting at least seven and a half every night, which means I got to get in bed and probably 45 minutes to an hour earlier just to get that extra 30 minutes just because I might futz around or I might wake up and check my email, things we probably shouldn't do, particularly if we can't fall back asleep. I've been lucky enough to fall back asleep, but either of you guys currently experiencing the tomorrow syndrome? I actually just defeated it. <laughs> yes. Two days. Yeah. Tell me, tell I was, us. I was, 
I, I usually like for the past couple of years work out after work. Um, I guess like since senior year of college, I hadn't worked out in the morning. And then I found myself, especially with the time change, finding it progressively like more, it was, yeah, progressively more and more difficult to get to the gym after work hours, whether it was just like being lazy and, or having work coming up, but it got to the point like, okay, I'll go to the gym tomorrow morning. I'll go to the gym tomorrow morning. And actually, uh, if you guys ever seen the movie Whiplash with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Is that the I drummer? Watched, is that yeah. the drummer? Yeah, the drummer. That's a great I movie. Watched him, I was watching him battling through and rip his hands up the other night. And I said, you know what? I'm going to the gym tomorrow morning. And great. I laid out all my clothes at the base of my bed. So I knew I just had to get up and put my clothes on and get there the first day. And it's been three days. And uh, as of now, I've cured the tomorrow syndrome. And I know it doesn't have to be the best workout in the world. But if I get there, I'll stop saying tomorrow. I'll be consistently getting it done. <laughs> yeah. And they say perfect is the enemy of good, right? And I know you have a tendency to be yeah. a perfectionist. And you know, I like to call myself a precisionist. And so I could care less if the workout is good or not. And yeah, I think if mm -hmm. some of the previous uh, conversations we've had here, which I don't, I don't know if you're on all these events, but many people have come on and said, look, I know when I get going and I start doing it, whatever it is, strength, exercise, aerobic exercise, running, elliptical, whatever right? Playing a sport that I'll feel good and I'll be proud of myself. Right. So I mm -hmm. think that I'm proud of you for doing that, Vince. And, uh, you know, what I've been doing for myself is, you know, I do the reporting on my app and I now in one of the, a few of the comment boxes and sure, Tana, we talked about this last week, I will, uh, have some streaks that are very important to me that are hard for me. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm off caffeine right now, for example, I've been, my heart's been acting up a little bit. So I'm all, I'm with my, some of the arrhythmias I get. And so, uh, I'm off caffeine right now. And so, uh, I, what helps me actually stay off caffeine other than just, I feel a little better with my heart when I'm off it is I'll, I'll say my reporting day zero, no caffeine. That means I had caffeine yesterday because you're reporting for yesterday. And I think I'm on day, you know, 30 something, you know, of Good for you. Yeah. You know, and so, and then, you know, like even when you have decaffeinated coffee or decaffeinated tea, it does have a little bit of caffeine. So if you look at decaffeinated coffee in the tins, it will say 99.7% caffeine free. Right. So yes, that's a little bit of caffeine, but it's certainly more than having, you know, one to four cups of coffee every day with the caffeine. Right. So, and, but I do that for a lot of other stuff. You know, I might say, if there's certain foods that I just know that I love, but I don't want to drink them or eat them, I'll say day X of whatever. Right now I'm doing the hundred percenting. I'm on like day 39 of, of hundred percenting, which is really hard to do. Right. But when you get into the groove, you feel better. So that, you know, I'm not saying Vince, you have to do the reporting on my app, uh, but it certainly makes uh, me accountable. That's why I do it. And I like look forward to doing the reporting when I'm crushing it. And recently I had a streak broken and I had to call it day zero. And then I inserted, inserted a little parenthetical after it. And I, and I said, it says currently days, I think it says day three. I went down to day zero and it says 32 of the last 36 days. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like that, that motivates me. Yeah. Yeah. I have to get back. What usually hits when my wristband dies and I'm, I haven't been running as much, so I haven't been incentivized to use it, but well, well, even if even if you're not using the wristband, right, you could even have, yeah, no, yeah, you don't have yeah. to use my app, you know, like right now you're day three, maybe, 
you yeah. it's on a calendar yeah. on the wall you cross out the next day day you know you get day four or whatever it is and look i also don't believe that we need to exercise every day for me i have a lot of health issues and i know that uh, if i stay in a routine and keep my streaks going and i get my exercise in every day i just feel so much better right and i know that i'm healthier and i know that i'm going to keep some of the issues i have at bay the crohn's at bay and other issues at bay and all I can say to myself is imagine if I wasn't doing this stuff, you know, I've been in the hospital so many times. It's just, you know, for me, that's what works for me. You have to find what works for you. And if that means going to the gym three days a week or four days a week versus zero days or one day a week versus zero days, I'll take the one day, you know, but you can think about where you have the tomorrow syndrome, not just an exercise. That's just one area, you know? For me, it's also in food. You know, when I get when I go off my healthy eating, I'll go on to a unhealthy eating, and and then I'll be like, ah, oh, I'll just go one more day. Okay, I'll start tomorrow. You know, and then it's a month later, and it's like, oh, I don't feel so good anymore. All right, I'm gonna start tomorrow, and then I just do it, and then I can stay on it. Shruti, you have any for examples? Me, yeah. Yeah, I have that for both exercise and food. However, I feel like when I set a goal for food i'm able to achieve it when i set exercise goals it's so for instance like you you're familiar with uh, some of the indian festivals and one of them the biggest one is diwali so between the last this month of october through november is really bad so when we chatted last week and i was going to put start putting entering things in the app doing your inputs as i call them doing your reporting yep Right. No, so it's, I mean, this last two weeks uh, or last 20 days have, or till this week, Saturday is Diwali. So till then, it's just going to be terrible. So I was so ashamed and I said, okay, nothing doing. I can't, um, uh, so I haven't been entering anything so far and I'm totally off the chart. But I know that come Diwali or after Saturday, I will start entering and I will be very diligent about it. However, somehow the same level of uh, diligence doesn't come in that easily for exercising. And I'm not sure how to handle that. Like I have willpower for food, but not for exercise. I'm not sure how that pans out, you know, so it's just weird, I think. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say a couple, I'll say a couple things. Vince understands this very well. He's done the reporting on the app at times. And it's very it's, it's very easy to report when things are going well. It's very hard to report when things are not going well. Um, I just make a commitment to myself that I will report the good and the bad every day because I know that I'll have more good days and bad days. And I also know that if I don't make myself accountable in some way, I'm going to have more bad days and good days. Does that make sense? That's why I created the reporting it's really a self-personal thing. Now I'm a coach also. And, you know, if you're training for the marathon and I'm coaching you, Shruti, like we did last year and you're reporting things that tells me, helps, helps to tell me what you have going on. And it helps me be a better coach because I'm not blind, but you know, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just personal accountability. And I will tell you that I remember before I changed the way I eat and really changed my life. It's been 10 years now. I, I, I heard a podcast about a guy who had 
changed the way he eats and lives and the benefits he got. And I told my family I was going to do that. And it took me a couple of months to get there. I needed to kind of get everything out of my system and be ready. Right. And so what you described about how you have Diwali in the holidays is no different than Thanksgiving coming up or the, the holidays coming up in December. And um, and so some people will say, you know what, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to enjoy this. And then I'm going to hunker down. Now, the problem is that most people go through it and they, they say they say that they're going to hunker down and then the tomorrow syndrome sets in and they don't hunker down and they never hunker down. So um, I think it's very healthy, actually, to do what you're doing and, and recognize that, you know, you don't feel like you want to report stuff that isn't good. But maybe when you get through this period and you enjoy yourself, then you will. So I think that's a good thing. And like my brother, for example, he 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 will he will use the reporting like very rarely, but when he, I saw he popped up and did it the other day, and then he might not report for another couple of months. I've had many people that will report for one or two days, uh, and then it resets them and they don't need it anymore because they know they're on the right path. I know before I had my app, I would sometimes use my fitness pal to enter in my food and I would be really diligent about it. And then three days later, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm on the right track. I don't need it anymore. So you can use the reporting as much or as little as you want, and it may be for you and it may not be for you. On, on the exercise front, it really does come down to, I like what you said about setting goals. It does come down to setting goals. You know, I think, I think that there's, there's like this whole thing of recognition, which is what I call the first step. Do you recognize why you need to exercise and the importance of exercise on your overall health and wellness and your life? And for somebody like me with all kinds of health conditions, it's just an absolute. And it has been for most of my life. For other people that maybe don't have any health issues and, you know, it's not a big deal. The Tomorrow Syndrome def definitely sets in and, you know, you have to, one has to, all of us have to recognize the importance of exercise, both strength exercise and aerobic exercise and the importance of the benefits of our overall health and wellness, the importance of our cells, you know, the importance on our blood work and everything else in between. And so, what I would encourage you to do is do a little self-reflection about, you know, do you recognize the importance of it? And, you know, exercise where you run, I know you like to run or walk stairs or, or do strength or whatever, yoga, whatever. All these are important for our overall health, but you have to recognize it. It's kind of like my dad who smoked a lot of cigarettes. If you don't recognize, you know, that uh, it's, if you don't recognize its importance, then you don't, you, you know, you're not going to change. Right. So the recognition of, why we need to exercise is think is critical. And Shruti, is that something that you think would help you? If not, we need to find a different way to make you accountable because at our age now, when we start to get to the middle ages, it is really important for our overall health and wellness. And hey, Emilio. Hey, what's going on, Jim? We're, t we're talking about what I call the tomorrow syndrome, <laughs> which we're all very familiar with. Now, Emilio, it might come, it might come in the form of, oh, I'm going to run 40 miles tomorrow. And then you do it the next weekend. Right. But um, I'm sure that you, like all of us, have the tomorrow syndrome where you say you're going to do things and you always say constantly it's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And then all of a sudden it's weeks, months, maybe even decades, years and decades before you actually do it. And Shruti and I were specifically talking about she can do it in some areas, but not others, which is very normal, 100% mm, mm -hmm. normal. Uh, but Shruti, what do you think of uh, that discussion around, you know, kind of recognize the importance of exercise and how it's important for our overall health and wellness and frankly, our longevity? No, no, I, I certainly recognize the importance, uh, you know, growing up also, health and fitness was very um, sort of key in my family. So overall, I've 
I, I do recognize. And I think based on your, um, the, the podcast that you had, I think my issue is more consistency. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, I, I, I do recognize the importance and, uh, but somehow I'm unable to be very consistent about a bunch of things, especially well, exercising. Right. Well, you know, it's about the recognition and then it's about putting a plan in place and then executing the plan. Right. So yeah. I, where, you, where you're falling down is where most people fall down. Most people recognize. I mean, every one of us has probably been overweight or underweight, more like overweight, probably at various points in our life. And we recognize and it's what are we going to do about it? Right. Or maybe we're training for something. We're out of shape. And we do something about it if we want to be in better shape or, or we accept the, uh, or we accept the repercussions of our actions. Right. And so you're an adult and it's good. I also think it's good to set an example for our kids. You know what I mean? Like where we are exercising and we are uh, focused on health and wellness. I coach this guy who he, he always tells me his dad was very focused on health and wellness and he and his wife do something pretty much every day, which is super commendable, something, whether it's strength or whether they run or they go on walks, they do something. And he was telling me uh, on a run recently, he said to me, yeah, my son came out to run with me. Now he runs at like 6.15 in the morning. I was like, wow. And his son is like, I forget, eight or 10. He's like, wow, you got him up. He's like, yeah, he was ready to go. He wanted to do it. Then the next day, his daughter was riding on a bike next to him. And she's like 11. I was like, my, my kids are still asleep with their mouth open. They're never doing that. Now they do other things during the day, but they would never do that. And so, and a lot of that is because he was raised that way and his parents set the right example for him. And it wasn't just about exercise. It was about the way they eat and about eating unprocessed food and being holistic and being healthy. And it made it, it's made a big difference in his life. So I can't, uh, cannot overestimate how important it is for us parents, for, for us, us parents to do that and to set a right example. That alone, for some people I coach, changes their mentality and they get out and they do it. Now, you've run a marathon, right, Shruti? And that is an amazing example for your kids that they will never forget. But it is not just about doing something for a short period of time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is about trying to be consistent, as you said, most of the days, you know? So what are you going to do about it? That's my question to you. <laughs> and Emilio, what's your tomorrow syndrome and what's your reaction to what you heard? I know you joined late. Yeah, I know it's, it's always an issue. I don't have a problem. I, I think once I decide that I'm going to do something just in terms of getting out there, um, it doesn't matter what happens. I mean, it's something a real emergency would have to happen. It can't be. It's not weather related. It's not. So I, I'm good about that. I was trying to think about, I think, you know, right now is a good example. I have been really struggling with trying to do the metabolic efficiency training that you and I love to talk about all the time. And in order to do that, I've got to get my heart rate down. And now it's cooled down. It's not so hot like it was. So I don't really have the same excuse. And yet every single day I start off doing it. And somehow find myself way, because I hate, I've just had a real hard time slowing down. And, and not that I'm going super fast. I just mean I've had a really hard time. So that is an example of saying, oh, this is important to me. I want to do it. And yet here I am, two, you know, I've been doing it for two months and still flailing. And th there's a reason I'm not making progress. It's because for whatever reason, I can't get myself there. Just, I can't get myself to just deal with, okay, 
I'm going to be walking some of this or I'm going to be up hills. I'm going to be doing whatever I'm doing. I have to just do this, but I'm not doing it. I, I literally, I'm not, I'm not getting there for whatever. Can I tell you my reaction to that? Yes, please. Look, look, we're talking metabolic efficiency of training for everyone on the call that doesn't know what it is. It's, 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 it's running slow to be in an aerobic zone. A lot of the people out there will call it zone two, which is a really easy way uh, to, to jog or to do other things. And it takes six, six hours or more a week in the zone. It was kind of founded by this guy, Phil Maffetone, who, who had a bunch of elite triathletes and runners follow this training. And you had the Greta Whites who followed it and she won seven or eight or nine New York City marathons. And you had Mark Allen following it, won five Ironman championships in a row after not doing it and there's tons of i've coached tons of people who have actually followed it and have set prs by huge amounts and, and, and accomplished amazing thing amazing things that's what metabolic efficiency training is it's not for everybody it's not for everybody at various points in their life and and if you're first of all you've done a hundred mile run emilio with never having done train metabolic efficiency training and you've also trained it the other way for some people it's just not fun and it sounds to me like we've been talking about this now for the last three or four months it's just not the time for you to do it so my <laughs> advice to you is the most important thing is continue to do the exercise and just enjoy yourself yeah. and for me i am over the hump with metabolic efficiency training i went on a run i've been going on these runs with five six hundred feet of gain in california yeah. here and i'm running now in the 930s 940s my hurry was 125 today but that has taken me five months to get there, but it is absolutely glorious. I mean, yeah. I am jogging. I ended my run today and my pace was in the sevens. My heart rate was 138 to 141. And I'm like, right. I think I could qualify for Boston right now with a 320 marathon probably. And I could probably keep my heart rate in the 140s and 150s and it could be pretty easy for me. Right. So that's the amazing thing about it. And that's the lure. And that's why I'm, I'm disappointed in myself in not because I know I've been there before, like I've been where it's working and it's really exciting. And it's just it's it's a lot of work to get there, but it's all and it's all mental. Like, obviously, it's, you know, you can slow down in some ways. You can cut yourself some slack and say, hey, you could slow down. It's just to your point. It's you know, it's not particularly enjoyable. Um and we shouldn't do things that we don't enjoy. I don't think you've ever done reporting on my app. But one of the questions I ask yeah. people is, was your workout enjoyable today? Right. And that is by far the, first of all, Truti, I'm looking at you right now. The most important thing is actually get some exercise in. But if you get the exercise in, then the next most important thing is to make sure it's enjoyable. And Vince, you know, you're on a three-day streak right now. Very proud of you for doing that. And I would say probably you're enjoying yourself over the last three days. Is that right? Awesome. Great. Yeah. You know, so Emilio, it sounds to me like if I were your coach, I'd say don't focus so much on that. Maybe you should just do some naked runs and go out when the run is easy. Right. Yep. And don't look at your watch. Don't obsess about that heart rate. But just I suspect your runs are still easy. Right. Yeah. Right. So so maybe your metabolic efficiency training right now, it's not there, but maybe your heart rate's a little higher. And, and, and I would encourage you to look at the dew point. Um, no, no, I did. I have been. I have been. I mean, what has it been? Um, it's not bad anymore. That's that. I guess that's what, the thing. What it is was, it? it was. I don't know what it is now, but it's. I mean, it was really high. What's is seventy or something crazy? Oh, you were seventy-five in that area when you were over the summer. What is it now? Is it in his fifties? Yeah, probably. Again, again, you know, I don't. I don't look because it, that's not the problem anymore. That was the problem. Right. Okay. But it could. If if the dew point gets anywhere over sixty. Right? Yeah, it still can be a problem. Sixty-five can be a real problem, and over anything over seventy is 
see, I mean, it from time to time gets but this morning I ran and, and it definitely wasn't, you know, you can tell. Do you have, co- do you have coffee or any caffeine before you run? Uh, never. Okay. Never. You're like me. You doing fat, you running fasted? Yes, always. Okay. Yeah. So look, I think what you should do is just maybe change your watch face for a bit uh, to not see your heart rate and just go out there and run enjoyably. And then, and then in a week, now that it's cool, right? That's one of the reasons why my pace is getting faster. Now that it's cool, see if the next week you're a little faster at the same kind of enjoyable effort level. And that's improvement too. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a really good idea. And I think I'm either going to do that or I'm going to just, <laughs> not, right. I'm either going to do that or I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to go all in and say, look, you are not going above this no matter what. And and see if I can enjoy it you know, because to your point and maybe I enjoy it. So I, I think that's very good advice and uh, and it's going to go one way or the other. And I need to decide. Um, and, and look, the reason, the real reason I want to do it is not because I'm worried. I mean, it's not about enjoying as much for me is that, you know, I, I do want to do, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to be going on with COVID, but I do have a race, you know, a hundred mile race in March. It's a hard one. It's not a, which one is it? Uh, it's Bryce Canyon. Okay. So I've done Zion and it's, it's supposed to be harder than Zion mm. and it wasn't easy. So I, I feel like it's, and I feel like I will be in such better shape doing that if I've done the Met training than if I are you still only exercising four days a week running? Um yeah I I, I'm running four days a week, but I'm doing a lot of other exercise. Like I mean I'm always moving out here and I'm whether that's walking or I call that movement. What what about when you're elevating your heart rate? How much are you elevating your heart rate? So four four days. Um the other thing you could think about and you're doing 90 minute runs four days a week or you're doing 93 90s in a two hour elite I'm doing, so three of them are 90 and one of them is three hours at least. The other thing you could do, and you know, remember I went through a streak where I was running 10 miles every day for four months in a row or something, right? Which is about 90 minutes. And I always thought that was the best for my training. But one thing that I do have a hard time with personally is taking three days off a week from running. It's harder to become metabolically efficient. It's harder for the heart rate to be lower. And so like when I go out, um, I'm, my first mile is, and this is really important for you, really slow. Like the first half of the first mile, you know, I think you and I are about the same in terms of that, you know, the paces and stuff. I'm 11, 11 and a half. And I'm looking down at my watch and usually by the end of the first mile, I split somewhere right around 10 and my heart rate's like 118, 120. And that okay. sets me up low the whole way. And I am no longer running. I am jogging. And the reason I've been able to exercise and run like this every day, I had a little twinge in my foot today. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm not running tomorrow. Right. But because I'm going so slow and because I'm jogging, uh, it's easier for me to run every day. I was looking and I'm all about streaks and I was just kind of looking at my streaks and my exercise streak is up to like 475 days in a row. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Worry about, but Jim, I mean, I think it's, look, it's finding the right balance, but I really worry about, um, I've been injury free for a very long time. And I think it's because I'm not running every day. It's okay. I mean, can you yeah. do something else? You can get your heart rate up into an aerobic zone that's easy that's not running. Get my bike down here. I've got my bike in New York. I need to get it down here. Yeah, I know. And if there was an elliptical, I can't wait for Peloton to come out with an elliptical because I would. Ha- I'm going to get Peloton one. And a, I mean, I've got a, a road bike and a Peloton in New York, so I got to get them both Whoa, here. Oh, you didn't bring the Peloton down. No, no, we have it. It's sitting in the apartment. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Shruti, back to you. Let's talk. Let's talk about what what can we talk about as a group with the with the four of us that can help you 
Is it you make a commitment for the call next week? What it, What is it after Diwali here? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> you tell me how to get motivated because um, why don't you also, make, why don't you make yeah? a commitment? I mean, you know, for you, just make a commitment, but make it really, uh, you know, one day doable and small. Um, yeah, I can try that. Usually <laughs> I, I, when I'm, when I try to commit to something, it's like, oh, I got to do four days a week. And if I don't get there, it's uh, all gloom and doom for me. <laughs> so. See, that's the perfect is the enemy of good. I'm going to say it again. It's not about being perfect. One day is better than no days, right? A half, five minutes, 10 minutes is better than nothing. What I, I have to be, I'll be straight here, Shruti. I don't hear that you want it in your voice. I hear that you're making excuses. You have to want it, right? Do you want it? And, and this is why I talked about for what reasons do you want it? What is your recognition? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, maybe I do agree with you. Like last year, my motivation was so different. And no matter, you know, even when it rained or anything, I would still go and run. But somehow, uh, no, I need to get out of, snap out of the zone, I guess. So uh, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. And then, and then, and then if, if, if you come back and we have the tomorrow syndrome next week, then we're going to pressure you even more to, I will do it. I will do it. If you can just get on a consistent routine, it is glorious. It really is glorious, right? The, just it's, it's like a drug. Like I know after I go out for my exercise, whether I'm walking stairs or running or riding a bike or elliptical or whatever it is, I always get that kind of runner's high afterwards. And I'm always proud of myself. And it always makes me more mentally acute. I feel better. I feel leaner. You know, all of those things have such benefit. My blood work is better for sure, you know? Jim, what if we all... Uh, four of us commit to one thing. So like, for example, if Shruti, you say you're going to do one or two days before or whatever it is. And I mm -hmm. say that no matter what um, I'm going to, before I come back, I'm going to do a run fully met no matter what. And I commit to that. And then Jim, you commit to something that's personal to you. I, um, I mean, I wonder, is that, is that something that might be interesting? And then we report back it's interesting to me i know there's a lot of people not on this call that i've been trying to get to do that for a long time and i'm going to invite them again and say let's do that in the next week i know what i would commit to vince what would you commit to i definitely want to keep on doing the morning workouts like and the thing is i know i can get to three days a week but do i do i push myself and get four <laughs> the weekdays just make a commitment. If it's, if it's three, yeah. you, you've been doing nothing yeah, for a while. Three. I mean, it could three could be good. You could say you're going to two, two, do two with a run. I mean, you're doing CrossFit right now, I take it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just whatever you want to commit to. I'll tell you what I'm going yeah, to commit to. Five workouts a week, I would say. I think that you all know that I have with uh, sleep eating disorder, right? I have a sleepwalking, sleep eating disorder. I think I've talked about it before. And um, I've really been working on it for a long time. And I had a streak of like 30 days ago and I just had it snapped. So I went down to day zero and now I think I'm back at like day three or day four. I'll commit to it. I'll try my hardest to get, and it's hard for me that I, by next week's call, I will be, I will not have, you know, eaten it all at night. That'll be my, my commitment. So by sleep eating, even before you go to sleep or you like. No, I wake up, I have a sleep eating disorder. I, I walk around, really? I wake up 
and sleepwalk every night. And sometimes I eat things when I'm completely asleep. It's a real disorder. It's and usually people like murder people when they have this disorder. I remember when I saw it on 2020 and I told my, uh, I, I, my wife and I saw this thing and we're like, Whoa, that that's you. Right. And, but I had kids. And so then I went to a, a, a specialist and mm-hmm. first and Mar- Marlene was, had to dial in cause she was busy and we called her. And the first thing he said was all business is, has he ever stricken you? Because they see people with this disorder and, 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 and they like, they get violent. I, I don't get violent luckily. Um, but they told her, don't look in his eyes. Don't agitate him. Don't mess with him. Don't talk to him. You know, I've stayed with families, right? Where we've rented house together in the ski houses. And we have to tell the family, like you might, if you're up, cause I go to bed earlier. If you're up, you might see Jim sleepwalking. Right. And so it, it's, it's kind of funny, but um, like, I, I don't want to be on medication for it. And so um, I've been really trying to like, when I, trying to recognize if I can when I'm sleepwalking and I've been doing better at it lately. Uh, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, I'm really being strict with what I'm eating and I, I get tired. I tire myself out, blah, blah, blah. But mm. sometimes I, I, I will not even know that I ate at night and I will see this hurricane of food scattered about, you know, in my kitchen. Right. Um, and I have eaten a few things and you'll see this with people, in my disorder that eat non-edible things. They'll eat, soap or they'll eat crazy stuff so it you know anyway that's my commitment and and you see that when you change different variables in your life that that is preventable or i guess it's it's avoidable I, I, i've been i've had it for 30 years um yeah. so and the number i just had a 30-day streak and over the last 30 years i didn't have 30 days over the last 30 years that didn't happen mm. but it's something i've been trying to like I mean, we've, we've even tried locking things up at night. We've tried everything. It's crazy. I still have some awakeness, even though I'm asleep. It's very strange. And I did a sleep study, right? And um, after I went to that doctor, and so they hook you up to tons of wires and they monitor everything you're doing. They look at what stages of sleep that you are in. Um, I have another sleep disorder where sometimes I might wake up and I might yell. Right. And so I haven't had that one in a long time, but so they, 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 they monitored me, you know, you go to the, one of these Cornell hospitals, you know, and they, uh, they hooked me up to everything. And then a week later, and I said to them, if you put a refrigerator in this room, I will probably get up and eat something or drink something. Okay. And so they, they, they set it up that way for me. And when I saw the doctor, like a week later, he's like, oh, your test was good. Your heart rate had a couple spikes and but no issues but i remembered and i knew from the rappers that i did get up and eat at night and so i said go back and watch the tape what are you talking about i ate at night no you didn't and so i said go watch the tape and call me back and so they called me back like a couple hours later They're like holy cow you were right we've never seen this before in any sleep study and i was like yeah that's because you don't watch the sleep study you just cook somebody up and you don't actually watch it right and so they're, they're like yeah. we're, a, we're a teaching school can we use this uh, to teach people about that disorder. We've never, we've never had it recorded before. So sure. And then they didn't charge me for the sleep study, which they did a poor job on. So I was like, fine. <laughs> uh, so that's um, much more detailed than you want. And I, mo- most people that have known me for a long time do not know that I have that disorder. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it, but uh, it is something that is 
um, something I've been trying to deal with for a long time and it's not healthy. And I don't, I don't want to be doing that stuff. So that's my commitment. All right. And my commitment, I will, between today and next call, I will put in two runs. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Make sure you walk for 10 minutes before you run to warm up or five minutes at least, you know, and, 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 t- and if you don't have enough time, then take the time out of the run, just do a shorter run because I don't want you to get hurt. And, you know, you have the type of personality where you'll go right back out and you'll not walk before you run and you'll go out and run 50 minutes and then you're going to get hurt. So just be careful, please. Yeah, yeah will do. All right. And Amelia, what are you going to do? You're going to actually do a Met run. Yeah. So probably, I don't want to do it on Friday because that's my long run. But I, I think, yeah, before the next call, I will find a time where I'm going to do a Met run for real. And so if it takes me, you know, 11 minute miles or whatever it is, I'm going to do it. That's my, now, that's my commitment. That'd be awesome. Now, what I would say on that is don't pick too hilly of a, a course. Pick a, pick, pick a moderately hilly course. Yeah. Yeah, but, or, but or you walk the hills. Now I'm I ran this one hill yesterday. It'll test it better because it'll make me walk the hills, which is really that's the what I need to do. Now, now I'm a little lenient now, even though my average heart rate was 125, 126. I ran 600 feet yesterday, and there's this big hill that I could not even walk without yeah. being above the zone. And oh, so wow. I just shuffle up the hill and I let myself go a little over. But I know I'm really metabolically efficient right now, right? <laughs> right. You know when it's happening. Right. So I'm sure I move my crossover point up. Because yep. I'm still 100% nose breathing. You know, you know, you can move it. I, I, I suspect my my crossover point is in the mid to high 140s, maybe low 150s. That's how efficient I am right now. I, right? I keep hoping that's true because I I do I always nose I never I never run without nose breathing. Yeah. So hopefully it's a little bit higher than I'm allowing myself. I but. bet it is. I bet it is. If if it truly feels easy. Now, the other piece of advice is most people, they do not plan and anticipate a hill. And so they run full speed into a hill. Full speed might be, let's say your cutoff is 135 and you run full speed into the hill at 135. Then you start running up the hill. Of course, your heart rate's going to go higher. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm running up and down a lot of hills and my heart rate going down the hills down to one one there's one hill it's down to 104 103 down the hill right you know I mean? and then that gives me the ability to slowly ascent up the hills and then instead of starting at 130 and then going up to 140 or 150 i'm starting at 115 maybe 110 117 somewhere and i'm letting it go up to 130 something you know except yeah. for that one hill yesterday i've been running which i ran it's a half mile repeat and i ran it three times up and down nice. that's it's a mile full but right. half mile up half mile down you know that's a hill Right. <laughs> and it's still nothing compared to some of the hills that you run in some of your hundred milers where you have to walk them, you know, it's a whole different, right. That some of those are crazy. Yeah, totally. But, but I, I like that. That's fun. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be thinking of all of you while I'm uh, walking up those hills. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up for a virtual race on Thanksgiving. There's a race in Dana point, California called the Turkey trot. Yeah, hmm. which I always have wanted in New York City, and it always bums me out that there is not one in Central Park on Thanksgiving. It's because of that uh, Macy's Day Parade, and so right. you know, in order to run on Thanksgiving in New York City, you have to run really early to get in the park by six. Once you're in the park, it's absolutely glorious because you see them with all the, uh, you know, balloons and everything that they go down the parade with. But it's really hard to get out of the park, and I've done that every year for a lot of years. Well, yeah. here they have a turkey trot race. It's virtual. It's a ten. I'm going to do a ten k and. Um, 
I've done no speed really at all, except maybe at the end of a run, I'll run fast like I did today in the mid sevens. And I haven't even decided if I'm going to run it for fun or whatever. I guess there's that, the active, you know, where you sign up for a lot of races, active.com. They have an app apparently that you can start when you run and then it'll record your race and then you can submit it. I think JP Morgan challenge had the same thing this year, but I signed up too late. So I didn't run that race, but. So yeah, but my family doesn't know it, but we're doing a virtual uh, through, <laughs> through the, through the, the hundred that I'm doing, they, they reached out and said, yeah, we're going to provide bibs and all kinds of other stuff for a, for a Turkey trot 5k. So I bought the whole package for every, for everybody to do. And I haven't told them yet, but the, one of the real reasons I did it was because my address here in Texas is we live on Turkey Trot Trail. Oh, my goodness. Totally bizarre. But we're going to so we're going to do the same thing. We'll be also doing a virtual 5K. We're going to be doing 5K. You're doing 10K. I debated doing the 5K, actually. I yeah. debated going out and just running hard for a 5K. But you know what I said? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to run my hour. Yeah. I'm going to warm up and I'm going to get my hour a day in and I don't have any pressure to run a race. If I was running in Central Park, I'm ready to run a four or five mile race. Right. I think I'm right. in sub seven shape right now. Right. But it takes three or four hard runs before, you know, races before you really get down, you know? Yeah. No, I, I believe me. I, I know. It's cool though. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I haven't run a race since, since February in the park, you know, and, um, but it doesn't matter as long as you, as long as in my mind, I'm getting my heart rate up and doing things I need to be doing. That's what it's about. You know, it's awesome. Good stuff. Um, this vaccine coming out is pretty interesting, right? Uh, we'll have to, we have to see what happens with that. I'm very hopeful that they continue to have no bumps in the road and they start to get a vaccine out. And maybe by the end of next year, we all get a vaccine. Would you get it, Emilio? Um, yeah. I mean, I think at some point I would. Right. Would, not would a, you not get a, the Pfizer one that you don't know a lot about right now? If somebody gave it to you tomorrow, would you take it? Tomorrow, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. So what are you waiting for? Too early. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm waiting to see other people take uh, the vaccine. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to be that one A iPhone buyer. You're going to wait for two A or or one S. Absolutely. Right. I think yeah, that's that's most people. It's way too quick. I mean. You know, even, even, you know, let's say it's next spring, that's going to be a really fast, unprecedented, uh, right. Turnaround. Absolutely. I think it took five years for the mumps yeah. and that was the, was yeah. it the mumps and that was the fastest one ever. Uh, like now we yeah. do have a lot more technology than ever. I, I want to take it and I want other people to, I mean, I think it's a good thing, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think you got to be a little careful of that. Shruti? I'm also not one of those 1A uh, users. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, eventually, I will get it. Uh, the The studies are very promising, and uh, so uh, uh, it looks good. But I'm not among those to rush into it. I'll probably wait for some feedback um, once people have, you know, ruled out any major side effects and things like that I'll, I'll probably wait for some of those studies to come out yep vince i think i wouldn't just for the logistical issues um i don't think i'm at risk being a younger person uh, i wouldn't want to take someone else's uh <laughs> dose but if given the opportunity yeah i think i would be more cautious as i'm less at risk so i don't i don't think the risk of rushing in the vaccine trials, like, uh, possible 
a negative feedback is worth the reward of preventing a disease. I think I'd be, I'd combat easy, more easily than most. Now your dad is a physician, so he will get it. My brother is a physician, so he will yeah, get it, yeah. right? Now the yeah, good thing about yeah. not being part of the first wave, and we should not, none of us should be part of the first wave. It should be our parents and the people that are much higher risk. Now I'm technically higher risk and I still would not take it before others took it. Now I will take it if it's proven to be good. And they're talking about having a billion two doses ready next year. I What I need to hear more of is I need to hear more of some of the stats of the, some of these results, you know, um, about the different age demographics and for, you know, did they test anybody that have autoimmune issues like I do and other things? And, you know, what were the results? And they said it was 90% effective. So who was it not effective with? What was the 10% that it was not effective with? They said there were really minimal side effects, but, and this is just the first one. There's uh, other companies that are coming out soon. So, I mean, I'm not anti anti-vax. If it's ready to go, I'm going to get it. I don't think any, are any of us anti-vax? No, I'm not. At all. Are you anti-vax? No, not. not at all. Vince? No. My father is a physician. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you grew up pretty much eating vegan most of the time too, right, Vince? Uh, when I turned 18. But yeah, we were all, yeah. My, we, the joke is if my dad prescribes you medicine, call your friends because you're dying. <laughs> right. So, because he's holistic, like, right? Not, yeah. Even like Tylenol, he would, it was, yeah, we pretty much stayed away from chemicals. That's good. And I did send something around about vitamin D. I don't know if anybody's supplementing with vitamin D, but now that we've gone through daylight savings and it's just really depressing that it's getting dark out in the fours, at least where I am. And it's, you know, dark out very early in the morning. And there's been so much talk I've been hearing recently you hear this every year, but I think I seem to be hearing more of it than ever, which is like, should we do daylight savings or not? But um, who knows? I think someday they'll get rid of it, but who knows? Well, you're saying vitamin D because of daylight savings? Because I heard in, in, I think in passing last week that, uh, yeah, my friend's a nurse at NYU and they were saying that vitamin D helps fight against COVID. Absolutely. So what I was saying was when it's dark out more hours, we don't have as many opportunities for vitamin D. So let's say that you got up and did a run at six in the morning and, you know, in the summer, spring, it's light out and now it's not, or you want to go for a workout at the end of the day, like you do, it's already dark out. So you're not getting as much vitamin D. And so you see the Northern hemispheres have significant vitamin D deficiency to others. I did something, said something around maybe a few weeks ago that had a bunch of uh, articles about how vitamin D deficiencies in a lot more people that get COVID have vitamin D deficiencies. And I've been coaching people for years that have vitamin D deficiencies. I think something like 50% of the human population is vitamin D deficiencies. And if our skin is darker, it's harder to get vitamin D into our body, but it's really, really important. And so, you know, I supplement pretty, pretty heavily with vitamin D. I just had my vitamin D, vitamin D taken and it was 40, right? Which is good. But when I wasn't taking the supplements, even though I was spending time outside, it might've been below 30, which I think is, it's either 20 or 30, I think it's below 30. So I know for me, that I, even though I'm in California and walking around outside for hours every day on calls and other things, I still need to supplement with it. And so everyone needs to figure out if that's the case. That's why I encourage people, at least next time you get a physical, get your vitamin D taken. I'm not even sure they take that in the typical CBC test. B12 is the other one I always check, because if you're not eating a lot of animal products, you need to check your B12. So I supplement B12 because it, it, you know, nowadays it used to get it out of the soil if you didn't wash your vegetables off Mm -hmm. as much, but nowadays you pretty much only get it through animal products. 
funny you say that because i think i've been b12 and vitamin d deficient all my life <laughs> so well that that uh, could explain a lot i mean what i worry about most with vitamin d and b12 particularly vitamin d right now is covid but i also worry about heart issues with vitamin d and all kinds of other issues with vitamin d deficiencies and shruti it could absolutely explain we never talked about this before some of your injury history too right when we don't have the right nutrients and vitamins going through our system it's much harder to be healthy. You know, me with Crohn's, I have all kinds of absorption issues and I'll get anemia every now and again. And, you know, so I just know that I have to supplement, but, you know, I encourage all of you to get your vitamin D tested, you know, at least once a year and think about supplementing and talk to your doctor about it. I'm not a doctor, but I know it helps me. I also supplement with magnesium, but that's just because I do a lot of running. Jim, Jim, can I ask you a B12 question? Um, I, uh, if you looked into, or do you take ever, um, you know, there are different, uh, algaes out there and, uh, things that contain, I mean, you know, the, the big one is spirulina, I think that has a decent amount of, and chlorella, uh, one of those, I think it's spirulina has a decent amount of, I mean, oftentimes it'll say one teaspoon or one dose has more than enough B12, uh, for the day. Uh, for the daily recommendation, um, I take. I yeah. do you take it. I take. I take a a, a little pill of yeah. chlorella and spirulina every day. I take a lot of them actually. That is just so, so that's some of the healthiest stuff on the planet. The hard part is finding the healthier ones, right? right? And so I actually take one that I believe is not organic that is harvested in a farm in the sun somewhere. I want. I forget what country it's in. Yeah, it's not here. And I take that every day. So the vitamins I take, I take this Thorn AMPM vitamin every day. It's $65 a month. It has stuff that has the right folic acid. I have a folic acid mutation. It has vitamin D. It has magnesium. It has, you know, it has iodine, right? Since yep. I don't eat animal products, I need iodine. I don't want to get a goiter like in the Seinfeld. Um, and, you, and that you could eat. There's a lot. There are a lot of good seaweed. Bro Again, I'm just throwing yeah. it out. Um, I, I get these seaweed products that have way more iodine than you could need. And I just, and most people, I, I don't think find it very palatable. I mean, they mix it into stuff. I just take a, you know, I just take a teaspoon and eat it. That's great. Yeah. But, I think that's great. I, I think the spirulina corvella and then the, uh, the, the supplement I take is good for me, like iodine wise. Cause I actually don't even take salt anymore with iodine. Cause usually the salt that has iodine I have found is low quality salt. No, but that's what I was saying. The seaweed stuff. I mean, you can get like either dulse flakes or, or there are other things that have, a hundred, you know, plenty of iodine. Send uh, me what you take. I'd be interested in maybe experimenting with it and see if I can, if I can do that. So I take the I take the AMPM in the morning. I take magnesium. Then I take the uh, spirulina chlorella pills. And lately, what I've added, and this is something I've been researching a lot, is I, I have this chart of all these streaks that I talked about that I do my reporting on. And I have things that I want to get into my, my body every day. Ginger. Yeah. Right. Every day. Lemon. Yep. Every day. Yep. Turmeric. Every yep. day. Yep. And garlic is so important. And I'm not a big garlic eater and I don't consistently eat garlic enough. And I've been doing a lot of research lately. And there's so much evidence about some of the some of the characteristics of garlic that are very good for us and can actually reduce your cholesterol and can reduce your blood pressure. And I've been having, my heart's been acting up with my arrhythmias. So I actually started taking uh, three tablets of garlic a day. Um, I try and get the ones that are not too heavy with the odor. And the one I found is pretty good. Um, I couldn't find... It took me a while to find the one I'm taking, 
But um, I almost instantaneously saw a reduction in my resting heart rate at night just by incorporating more of the garlic in, which is oh. which was surprising to me. I, and maybe it's not related, but I kind of think it kind of is a little bit. So those are the things I try and get in my body every day, no matter what. Yeah, Jim, I like I like that whole concept. And I, I've done that before, too. I literally like an index card. I love the idea of things that are going in my body every day. Yep. It's a great, you know, great idea. And it's like it helps to have that as a checklist. Um, yeah, because I then I make sure that when I do my reporting on my app or you do your reporting on your index card, you get it. Uh, the other things I have in there is I try and get green tea in every day. Uh, or now I am caffeine. I don't know if you joined, but I'm caffeine free right now. Cause I'm getting some arrhythmias, arrhythmias in my heart. And so, which yep. I get, sometimes I flare up sometimes can't explain why. And so, yep. um, I try and get green tea. And so now I'm doing decaf green tea, which is fine. They actually say yep. that the green tea and the coffee decaf still has all the phytonutrients that you want. I've been doing, I cut coffee out, which kind of sucks, but, uh, so and I haven't been doing a lot of decaf. So I've been doing a lot more tea. So I might do a spearmint tea or a, spearmint Ooh. peppermint tarragon tea you ever smell those tea bags they are spectacular mm -hmm. it's like you're eating gum but it's completely healthy now you yeah. got to be careful with teas because a lot of the teas add natural flavors to the teas and natural oh, yeah, flavors yeah. i avoid no matter what right so hey, jim that was that was my question about the caffeine free tea because they have to use some sort of chemical like yeah they have to run it they have that. to wash the caffeine out which i'm not thrilled about either for out, sure out they the, do have the to coffee? do that I think they do have a process to get the caffeine out of the beans. I, I don't think it's harmful, obviously, but I would rather just drink that the way it naturally comes. I just know that right now caffeine is going to yeah. amp up my heart. So I avoid it. I'm hoping to go back to it soon. I read a book by Michael Pollan called, it's called caffeine. It's I listened to it. It's a two and a half hour book. He talks about the history of caffeine, which is really fascinating how you know it came into the coffee houses hundreds and hundreds of years ago in britain for example and where it came from it's pretty interesting amelia what do you have in your index card that i didn't say that you try and get in your body every day I don't know. it's a lot of, you hit a lot of them it's really funny because um i, I the concept i first came across is you are you ever follow or come across dr gregor of course um, how not to die so, he just he yes came out with another book that i read yeah, on the pandemic. That's my dad's Bible. So yeah, he does. Book. He's got an app I think called the Daily Dozen. Yeah, it tells you exactly what's on that list. It's that kind of got me thinking. But I have ginger. I've got garlic. I've got turmeric. I've got. Um, I try to do chia seeds every day. I do chia seeds every day, and I do flaxseed every day. Ground flaxseed. Flaxseed as well. Um, I don't. I, I do hemp seed from time to time. But I don't do it every day. Uh -huh. um, I try seaweed every day so i get that iodine in there um i'm trying to think i try i always do a lemon water or lemon or lime water in the morning um apple cider vinegar i use i, I try to make sure Great. i get a little bit every day so yeah no, i i'll i'll look at that but um it, i need to be updated because i haven't i haven't really done it in a while but i love that concept and i think it's really a great idea is uh, Vince or Shruti, is there anything that you try and get in your body every day? Do you think, do you have that mindset? I, yeah. So I, I, I definitely a high dose of fruits and vegetables. Um, yeah. But, and then B, yeah, B12. But I mostly go a feel then, then a more like quantitative approach. 
I'll read you my uh, little template that I do. So I do this oatmeal plus five plus four, which is oatmeal plus at least five fruits. It's usually oatmeal plus 10 plus two to four heaping tablespoons of flaxseed. So that's on my list. I have a favorite bowl of food, which has potatoes, have a combination of potatoes, sweet potatoes, avocados, a staple avocado every day. That's another one that's on every day. Um, Beans, I try and do every day. I try and do some greens and then I'll do just a mix of vegetables, corn, peas, snap peas, whatever. Uh, I have chia seeds on there. I, I, I like peanut butter, though right now I'm off peanut butter. Coffee, dates, ginger, turmeric, garlic, um, nuts. I try and have nuts every day. So, yes. but I try and have raw nuts. So I, I have, I make these mixed bags of nuts from Trader Joe's raw nuts. So I love Brazil nuts. I love cashews hazelnuts, almonds, pine nuts. Those are expensive. You ever see the pine nuts at Costco? They're like 40 bucks for a bag of yeah, pine nuts. I had to stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop eating nuts. My, my, uh, my salary doesn't really, uh, cater to a, a large nut <laughs> intake because they're not cheap. <laughs> nuts are expensive. Um, yeah, my, my, my go-to are, um, my go-to Jim are pecan, pecans. Love pecans. I absolutely love. And they're very they're in big. my bag here but i also do brazil nuts as well i do try to do just like five brazil nuts every day yeah and you might benefit from having one brazil nut and uh, cashews almonds and different type of nuts i do sunflower seeds those too i because i usually do almond butter i mean which the ingredient yeah. is raw almonds yeah that's fine then yeah i do peanut butter and choose just raw peanuts or jim I can i ask why you're all peanut butter now so um you know, sometimes I have some absorption issues with my body and I, I have some signals of what's going on with Crohn's right now that I'm having some absorption issues with fat. And so I had to cut it out for a while because I was getting some cramping and everything, Oh, gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. which sucks because I love peanut butter. I, I usually just have two, four, six tablespoons of peanut butter. I, I love it. And um, but I, I had to make a decision. Okay, what's going on with my absorption issues right now? And history tells me if I cut it out, then I might do a little better. So I cut it out for thir- maybe it was 30 days, maybe 15 days. And then I added it back and now I cut it out again. I'm on day three. I have this reporting that says day three, no peanut butter. It sucks. But the other things on my list are tea and lemon. Lemon, by the way, is spectacular. I do a shot yeah, every day of ginger, turmeric, lemon. Costco has this great... Um, brand uh i forget what brand it is but it has all these different things in it it's little black peppers in there with the turmeric there's all this evidence you absorb turmeric better if, if you have some black pepper with it hope that's not boring but so i know that when like your index card emilio when i know that i have to kind of report it i just it just becomes a staple in my life you know absolutely i, I buy love- these packets of ginger now Right. So I get it in my shop, but I also buy raw ginger powders and I pour them in my little canister uh, for tea. So I got a little green tea here and hot water. I put the, um, the ginger powder in. It's beautiful. Good stuff. Really good. <laughs> Any, anybody, anything else that people try and get in their body every day that's healthy, kind of holistic? Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of them is just, it's, it's all we talked about, but it's just making sure to get enough fiber every day. So it is a mix. That's usually a mix of, you know, the beans and then the grains and whatever else you need. Totally. You know, broccoli, asparagus, peas, corn, you know, uh, beans, you know, I try and make myself three or four days, just Tupperware, 
of everything. I also throw in, you know, tomatoes. I like red onions. I like regular onions. I love a full avocado. We have at least 10 avocados in the fridge, ready to go. They stay good for two weeks. We're always over avocadoed in this house. The Mm. girls make their own food a lot now. They make their own guacamole. They'll cut everything up. They're cooking their own food a lot now. It's great. It's great. They cook cakes. I had to stop eating those cakes. <laughs> All right, Shruti. Great to see you. Thank you for joining. We have a commitment for next week, and you can report it next week. I'm thinking, I'm, I think we're going to do the call at the same time next week, if that works. So Wednesday, 6.15 Eastern. Uh, Amelia or Vince, anything else? No, no, but I, yeah, I'm, I, that, that'd be really fun. If I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make it next week so we can report in how we did. If not, just text me, and you know, I'll, I'll report it for you. All right. Vince, no. anything you want to talk about otherwise? See you, see yeah, Emilio. I want to say, guys. The, the last with um, the last time I was on with Shruti, I asked um, how she was getting her 300 steps in, and I was walking up and down her steps every day. And I've yeah. been doing that for the last, I think it was like a month ago. Was the last time I was able to join, and almost every day for the past month, I have the hour timer on my phone. Now, my every morning, Apple uh, pushes me like suggesting hour hour timer. And I, and I do the walk up and down my steps. Uh, Very proud hour. of you, Vince. That's really yeah. awesome. Great. Congratulations. That's super exciting. You're not wearing any watch right now, right? So you're just using your phone? Yeah, I use my phone for a timer. But yeah, I, I have to charge my watch. Usually it dies and I get mad at it <laughs> if I don't catch it. And I get used to not wearing it. But I'll How do you know you have in. the 300 steps in an hour then? Is it just kind of by feel or? Yeah, I, I, when I was tracking it, I knew that the up and down was was about like it was like two ninety to three twenty. Um, Great. So I I know that if I go up and down, I'm good. Perfect. That's that's perfect. I and, have this loop. And it, it's by, by a standing desk. I bought a standing desk at home, so right. I try to stand at least, at least like fifteen to thirty minutes an hour. Great. And you're doing okay with uh, sleep and food? Yeah. Yeah. Sleep and food have been great. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of a lot of raw vegetables, a ton of water, um, and trying to get seven plus, if not eight plus hours a night of sleep. Super happy to hear it. As we all know, it's really important for our health and wellness, and so and just the way we feel. So great job and keep yeah. going. Look, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you can't join next week, um, then no problem. If you want to report like to me that you hit your goal or not, great. If not, no problem. You know, the yeah, most no, important thing is to execute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emilio, you were going to say something? I'm sorry. Just a, a last last thing I'm going to say. Um, water is a great one uh, to make sure is on the list. That was oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't have it on my list because it is just a staple for me. But, but that's important. That's like if you're going to do anything, good one to make sure you get a certain amount of water in. Although I will tell you that on my list that I didn't say is I have uh, – I have uh, some other streaks I have going. So I call it 100 percenting, right? That's how many days in a row I'm just eating whole foods with no refined sugars or anything else. I'm on day 40, 100 percenting. No yeah. caffeine, day 40. Now, I do have caffeine, green tea, or coffee that has a little bit. And I have been eating. I don't know if you get these. And these have caffeine. so it's And I report it. But um, they have these cacao nibs that are 100% dark chocolate at Trader Joe's. They come yeah. like, they, have you seen those? It's a, like a little container of them. And what I've been doing lately is I'll have a couple dates and I'll roll the dates or half a date in a few of those cacao nibs and yeah. I'll eat it. And it's like spectacular and it's all whole food. And as we all know, the phytonutrients in cacao is just so good for us, right? 
And I'll also take these like apples and I'll make like a candy apple just out of, um, I'll just put a date together with apples and eat it. And it tastes like the old candy apples, except there's no bad stuff in it. Right. right. And, but on this list, I also have, I like to get Trader Joe's has this really, really, really good unpasteurized orange juice that like if our kids are going to drink stuff, I'd rather have them drink water or something like that than sodas or other things with added sugars. Like I'd rather have be holistic. Sometimes I'll have that. So um, I have no OJ that day three and they get some pineapple juice. That's 100 percent, you know, uh, clean. It's not with the bad stuff in it, you know, so, you know. And I've been drinking much more water instead of a few of those things here and there. I love the cold water. I keep cold water running all day long. It's great. Nice. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks guys. Vince, Jim. Thank you. Guys. Always, always a pleasure, guys. Thanks a lot. Good to see you. Take care. This concludes this week's podcast. One of the reasons I created this weekly health and wellness Zoom call was for people to get on and talk about health and wellness topics but also for people to use it as a forum and mechanism where they might be having a hard time achieving their goals and perhaps coming on and talking to others and sharing experiences with others. I love hearing what others are doing and when they're doing well and when they're failing uh, so that I can uh, learn from that and try and do better myself. But on this week's call, for example, four of us set a commitment that we're going to come back on the next week's call and we're going to report how we did against it. And if any of you are having a hard time and you want to come on the call at any time, please feel free to do so. If you don't have the information, you can email me at info at jvbwellness.com. That's J is in James, V is in Victor, B is in Boy. So info at jvbwellness.com. I can send you an invite to the call and you can join. And if you want to make a commitment to uh, achieving something, and then come on the next week and report how you did, great.